What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through some of the top sell high players heading into week six of the NFL season. I just think this is the right opportunity to move off of these players. As I say, every time I do these videos, you do not have to sell these players. If you're not getting a reasonable return, definitely keep them on your roster. I just think it's very possible that these players values have peaked. You might want to pivot off of them now before the value kind of comes back down to earth. I've already posted my uh, buy low player video and then my waiver wire targets if you guys are interested in those. But let's just jump right into my first sell high player and it's going to be George Pickens. I really feel like this is just the perfect spot to move off of Pickens. He's coming off of a monster game, 10 targets, six receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. He pretty much had like the game winning deep touchdown, a huge play. And on the season, Pickens has been impressive. He's averaging 15 PPR points per game, but I just don't know if that's going to be sustainable moving forward. Deontay Johnson went on IR after week one, which means that he is eligible to come off of IR for the Steelers next game. So I believe they have a week six bye. Um, and then Deontay Johnson could be back as soon as week seven. And overall, this offense has not looked encouraging. They're averaging 15.8 points per game, uh, 205 passing yards a game, and then only one passing touchdown per game. That is just not enough volume and points to go around for me to trust Deontay Johnson and George Pickens on the same roster. And Deontay's the guy who I think will probably be more valuable moving forward, just because he's more locked in in terms of his volume. Like you have Deontay coming back, commanding eight plus targets a game. That's going to take away from George Pickens' volume. I think he's going to be much more big play reliance, and it's just going to lower his weekly floor. So I feel like it's tough to see George Pickens being more than like a wide receiver three flex option once Deontay is back. These are just some wide receivers I'd be sending out initial like one for one offers for. Nico Collins, Michael Pittman, Christian Watson, Zay Flowers, Chris Godwin, some of those guys coming off of down games. Those would be like the initial kind of group of players I look to target. I just think all those dudes are going to fare better long term. I do think Deontay coming back is going to really hinder George Pickens. He goes from just being their clear number one weapon, the clear wide receiver one, to now probably being the wide receiver two on a very poor passing attack. So I think long-term, he's flashed a lot of talent. I think in Dynasty, he's become more interesting like after this stretch, but for this specific season, not super high on him moving forward. Now we're gonna pivot over to the tight end position here and talk about Dallas Goddard. And I know a lot of people were really panicking on Goddard after the first four weeks where he pretty much did nothing. And maybe you, you stayed with it, you started him, and now you're feeling good about him moving forward. He went absolutely off in week five, eight receptions, 117 receiving yards, and a touchdown. And I think we all knew that Goddard wasn't going to be terrible every single week, right? Like it's not like he was going to be sub double digit points for the entire season, but it's not like all the problems are just magically fixed after this one week five game. The problems that already existed early on through those first four games, those problems are still going to be there throughout the rest of the season. So I don't think this is a spot where it's like, oh, we throw the first four games away. Now Dallas Goddard is back because um, I think moving forward, he's still the locked in third weapon behind A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. This was a down game for Devonta Smith. Um, so that's why Dallas Goddard was kind of able to step in, have his big game. But it's very possible we go into week six, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. They both pop off and then Dallas Goddard is back to like a lackluster performance. Goddard has already shown through the first four weeks or now five weeks that he doesn't have a very high weekly floor. He's only averaging 5.6 targets per game. So the volume is not consistently there. He also hasn't been a huge big play threat this season. He's actually had it in previous years. His yards per catch 
is just way low um, through the first five weeks here. But I think the biggest red flag here is that he's just not a huge touchdown threat. Starting off with the Eagles offense right now, they just go super run heavy in the red zone. So they're effective in the red zone. They're just not passing it a ton. And even when they are, like A.J. Brown is going to be their go-to guy there. And even in previous seasons where they were more pass heavy or with a different quarterback, Dallas Goddard still just hasn't put together big touchdown seasons. He has never had over five touchdowns in a season. So I think if you can flip Goddard right now, I mean, if you can do like straight up for Evan Ingram, who's coming off a down game, that would be a huge W in my opinion. The tight end position is always tough to trade. So you probably have to like try to tear up to better tight ends. So I try like a tear up to Darren Waller. I know people were really panicking on him, had a much better week five, but maybe they still want to get off of him or maybe go for like a massive tear up. If you have some depth, um, some solid options on your bench to get like a Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson, who are both coming off of uh, not great week five performances. So I would be interested in kind of pivoting off of Dallas Goddard. And I will be talking about another tight end um, at the end of this video. But before that, we're going to talk about Zach Moss here. And he came out, I think, in a game where a lot of people thought, all right, JT's coming back. JT's going to be the running back one. Zach Moss went out there, absolutely dominated the snaps. 80% snap share, 68% route participation. He took 23 of the 29 running back carries. And not only did he get this huge workload, he was amazing with those opportunities. If he went out there and stunk it up, I don't think anyone would be super hyped about Zach Moss moving forward. I think everyone would just be ready for Jonathan Taylor to come back in and take those opportunities. But he took those 23 carries, turned it into 165 yards, two touchdowns. He also caught two passes for 30 yards. So I talked about Jonathan Taylor as someone I want to buy low on. And in return, I want to be selling high on Zach Moss. I think there's going to be at least someone in your league who thinks that Moss will either retain the starting job or at least like lead a committee or be involved in some sort of committee. Personally, even though Moss has been great, you're not paying Jonathan Taylor uh, $42 million over three years to use him in a committee. That's just not happening. And they just made this deal, right? So they had Zach Moss in the building. They knew what they could get out of him. And they still went out and signed JT to that huge contract. So this is not a spot where I think this is going to remain a split, like a close 50-50 split between those guys. And so even if someone thinks this is going to be a close split, not even that Zach Moss is going to retain the starting job, you got to find that one person and sell high here on Zach Moss. When healthy, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He was the fantasy running back one in 2021. I just don't think that guy is going to be losing opportunities to Zach Moss for much longer. I think within the next week or two, He's going to take back that backfield. And with what we've seen out of Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor could be dominant moving forward. Now, if no one's willing to pay up anything for Zach Moss, I think he's totally worth keeping as someone who may be playable next week and then a really solid handcuff moving forward. But I do think you can try to find someone who's a little bit um, overreacting to his huge game here and Jonathan Taylor not really playing a ton. And then the fourth and final sell high player is going to be Dalton Schultz. And I don't think you're going to get a fortune for Dalton Schultz, but he's coming off of back-to-back -back impressive fantasy performances. He went three for 42 in a touchdown in week four, and then he went seven for 65 in a touchdown here in week five. The thing with Dalton Schultz is that I'd be willing to buy back in if his routes were great. He's still not running a great number of routes. In week four, he had under a 50% route participation. In week five, he was back up to 71%, which is fine, but really not a spot where I want to be like locked in starting that player. 
I think he benefited this week from the Tank Dell injury and then also just a lot of two-minute drill snaps where he was running a lot of routes. Obviously, I don't think anyone's going to go out and trade you like a top fantasy tight end for Dalton Schultz, but I think he could be used in like a two-for-one a tear up trade like I talked about with Dallas Goddard. Like I think you'd want to be jumping into that Darren Waller, Evan Ingram range. For Darren Waller, I mean, I know from my comments last week, people were very concerned about him long-term. I know we had the one bounce back game, but they still may be willing to take an upgrade at another position to pivot off to a guy like Dalton Schultz, who's had back-to-back solid performances. Evan Ingram has had a really consistent volume. He just hasn't gotten into the end zone, which has made his season seem not so impressive but the touchdowns will come for Evan Ingram. So those are like the two guys where I'd kind of be looking in that range. You know, you could get the tight end upgrade. Maybe you're downgrading at another position or just trading like a solid fringe, I don't know, like a wide receiver three option along with Dalton Schultz, just kind of play around with it. But I do think if you have Dalton Schultz and he's your tight end one, you could try to upgrade. If he's not your tight end one, and you have him just like on your bench as your number two option, I would definitely take this opportunity to sell because he could just completely fall back to nothing um, in a week or two. So those are going to be my four sell high players, George Pickens, Dallas Goddard, Zach Moss, and Dalton Schultz. Like I said at the top, you are not forced to sell these players. You should not sell them for low. The whole point is that they're coming off of big games, so you want to sell high on them. If you're not getting a solid return, you can definitely just hold on to them, either keep firing them up or keep them on your bench uh, for some depth options. But that's going to wrap it up for this one. Check out my waiver wire targets, my buy low players. Those videos are already posted. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.